Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 232, reading Isaiah 53 and 54, and then Hebrews chapter 10, and we're finishing off the chapter with verse 19 through to the end at verse 39. First, we head straight into Isaiah 53. This chapter is about Jesus Christ, God's perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. It actually begins in chapter 52 and verse 13, where the prophet tells us that the servant suffered for doing God's will and yet was highly exalted by the Lord. Humiliation and exaltation, suffering and glory are the key themes in this prophecy. Now consider for a moment the humiliation of his birth and life, as well as the humiliation of his trial and his sufferings and his death. Yet consider the glory of the salvation he purchased for you on the cross. The father was pleased, not that his son suffered, but that his sacrifice accomplished eternal salvation. God's justice was satisfied and believing sinners can be and will be justified through faith in him. Consider the pictures of the saviour, a beaten servant, a root, an innocent lamb, an offering for sin, a woman in travail giving birth to spiritual seed, and a victorious general, and hallelujah, what a saviour. Yet people still do not believe in him. Instead, they despise and reject him and laugh at the message of the cross. But heaven praises the Lamb of God and his people on earth glory in his cross. And the question always comes down to, are we one that glories in the cross of Christ or are we one that mocks the cross of Christ? We then head into Isaiah 54 and the future regathering and restoring of Israel is a picture of this wonderful change that God makes when trials and sufferings end. The barren woman gives birth to so many children that the family tent must be enlarged. The widow loses her shame and is wed once again, this time to Jehovah. The storm is over and God gives peace and the covenant sign of the rainbow is in the sky. Times of chastening or suffering may seem spiritually barren to you, but God uses them to give birth to blessings. Times of sorrow and reproach are painful, but they can lead to greater joys. Storms are frightening, but they polish God's jewels and bring him great glory. And yes, the phrase is a bit corny, but the best is yet to come is indeed true because God has planned out the future for each one of us. We head now into Hebrews chapter 10 and we're really going to go from verse 19. Yesterday we read the first 18 verses and in verse 19 we get in this little section a picture of faithfulness. The same saviour who died for us now lives for us and invites us to come into his presence to worship and to share our needs. The Old Testament high priest could go behind the veil only once a year but we can be in the presence of God anytime we like. We're to be sure that we are cleansed and prepared to meet him. And we can only be that through Christ. And that is our faithfulness to him, to present ourselves through faith and the righteousness of Christ right before God, before we enter into presence, into relationship with him. But then we also have a picture of fearfulness towards the end of this chapter. The privilege of entering his presence brings about a responsibility of obeying all of God's commands. This exhortation applies to those who repeatedly defy God's will and disgrace God's name. God deals with his children and he will bring punishment to those who continually and perpetually sin. And so God warns us that we will not be presumptuous in our behaviour, but instead we will be faithful and obedient in our behaviour. 
You see, the hard heart needs the warning, but the broken heart needs comfort. And that's something we struggle with, I think, in the Christian family, is that we struggle to realise that sometimes people's hearts are hardened. And to get through to those hardened hearts, God does need to bring rebuke and reproach, and he does need to challenge. Yet there's also the flip side of those that need comforted and need to know the love of the church. And so really, what I want to challenge us, encourage us, if you will, today, is to look around. Who can you encourage? Who can you lead to scriptures, the, the, the verses that would encourage them to uh, let them know that the Saviour loves them. But also, who do you need to come alongside? Because maybe they're struggling with sin and that they are in what would be defined as that rebuke of God, where they are struggling to understand why their relationship seems strained with God. Come alongside either one of these individuals and show them and bring them the peace of God. Let's pray together. Father, we do indeed pray that as we look to be faithful and obedient, we also realise that there are many struggling, many struggling to know what it means to be faithful and obedient. Maybe they are in that time where they feel under rebuke because of their sin or because of their approach to you. Father, we pray that we can come alongside them and both bring comfort and also that challenge if their hearts are hardened. Father, we pray that ultimately the church would have a softened and loving heart. We pray this in your name. Amen.